Scenes 13 to 19 of Faust. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Faust, Part 1, by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Translated by Bayard Taylor. Scene 13. A Garden Arbor. Margaret comes in, conceals herself behind the door, puts her finger to her lips, and peeps through the crack. He comes. Faust, entering. Ah, rogue, a tease thou art. I have thee. He kisses her. Margaret, clasping him and returning the kiss. Dearest man, I love thee from my heart. Mephistopheles knocks. Faust, stamping his foot. Who's there? A friend. A beast. It is time to separate. Marta, coming. Yes, sir, tis late. May I not then upon you wait? My mother would farewell. Ah, can I not remain? Farewell. Adieu. And soon to meet again. Exeunt Faust and Mephistopheles. Dear God, however is it such a man can think and know so much? I stand ashamed and in amaze and answer yes to all he says. A poor unknowing child, and he, I can't think what he finds in me. Exit. Scene 14. Forest and Cavern. Faust. Solus. Spirit sublime, thou gavest me. Gavest me all for which I prayed. Not unto me in vain hast thou thy countenance revealed in fire. Thou gavest me nature as a kingdom grand, With power to feel and to enjoy it. Thou not only cold, amazed acquaintance yieldst, But grantest that in her profoundest breast I gaze As in the bosom of a friend. The ranks of living creatures thou dost lead before me, teaching me to know my brothers in air and water and the silent wood. And when the storm in forests roars and grinds, the giant firs in falling, neighbor boughs and neighbor trunks with crushing weight bear down, and falling fill the hills with hollow thunders, then to the cave secure thou leadest me. Then showest me mine own self, and in my breast the deep mysterious miracles unfold. And when the perfect moon before my gaze comes up with soothing light, around me float from every precipice and thicket damp the silvery phantoms of the ages past, and temper the austere delight of thought. That nothing can be perfect unto man, I now am conscious. With this ecstasy, which brings me near and nearer to the gods, Thou gavest the comrade whom I now no more can do without, Though cold and scornful he demeans me to myself, And with a breath, a word, transforms thy gifts to nothingness. Within my breast he fans a lawless fire, Unwearied for that fair and lovely form, Thus in desire I hasten to enjoyment, and in enjoyment pine to feel desire. Mephistopheles enters. Have you not led this life quite long enough? How can a farther test delight you? 
It is very well that once one tries the stuff, but something new must then require to you. Would there were other work for thee? To plague my day auspicious thou returnest. Well, I'll engage to let thee be. Thou darest not tell me so in earnest. The loss of thee were truly very slight. Comrade crazy, rude, repelling. One has one's hands full all day and night. If what one does or leaves undone is right. From such a face as thine there is no telling. There is again thy proper tone. That thou hast bored me I must thankful be. Poor son of art! How could thou thus alone have led thy life bereft of me? I, for a time at least, have worked thy cure. Thy fancy's rickets plague thee not at all. Had I not been, so hadst thou sure, walked thyself off this earthly ball. Why here to caverns, rocky hollows slinking, Sit'st thou, as it were an owl a-blinking? Why suck'st from sodden moss and dripping stone, Toad-like, thy nourishment alone? A fine way this thy time to fill, The doctor is in thy body still. What fresh and vital forces canst thou guess Spring from my commerce with the wilderness? But if thou hadst the power of guessing, Thou wouldst be devil enough to grudge my soul the blessing. A blessing drawn from supernatural fountains, In night and dew to lie upon the mountains, All heaven and art in rapture penetrating, Thyself to godhood hoftily inflating, To grub with yearning force, through art's dark marrow, compress the six days' work within thy bosom narrow, to taste I know not what in hofty power, thine own ecstatic life on things shower, thine earthly self behind thee cast, and then the lofty instinct does, with a gesture. At last, I dare not say how to pluck the final flower. Shame on thee! Yes, thou findest that unpleasant. Thou hast the moral right to cry me shame at present. One dares not that before chest years declare, Which chest hearts notwithstanding cannot spare. And once for all I grudge thee not the pleasure Of lying to thyself in moderate measure. But such a course thou wilt not long endure. Already art thou excited, and if it last, wilt soon be plighted to madness and to horror sure. Enough of that, thy love sits lonely yonder, by all things sudden and oppressed, her thoughts and yearnings seek thee tender or fonder, my love is in her breast. First came thy passion's flood and poured around her, as when from melted snow a streamlet overflows, Thou hast a dear it so filled and drowned her, That now thy stream all shallow shows. Methinks, instead of in the forest's lording, The noble sir should find it good, The love of this young silly blood At once to set about rewarding. Her time is miserably long, See haunts her window, watching clouds that stray Over the old city wall and far away. Where I a little bird, so runs her song, Day long and half night long. Now she is lively, mostly sad. 
now waved beyond her tears then again quiet she appears always love man serpent serpent mephistopheles aside ha do i trap thee get thee away with thine offences reprobate name not that fairest thing nor the desire for her sweet body bring again before my half-distracted senses what wouldst thou then she thinks that thou art flown and half and half thou art i own yet am i near and love keeps watch and ward though i were ne'er so far it cannot falter i envy even the body of the lord the touching of her lips before the altar it is very well my envy oft reposes on your twin pair that feed among the roses away thou pimp you rail and it is fun to me the god who fashioned youth and maid perceived the noblest purpose of his trade and also met dear opportunity go on it is you profound it is for your sweetheart's room you are bound and not for that indeed what are within her arms the heavenly blisses though i be glowing with her kisses do i not always share her need i am the fugitive all houseless roaming the monster without air or rest that like a cataract down rocks and gorges foaming leaps maddened into the abyss's breast and sideward she with young unwakened senses within her cabin on the alpine field her simple homely life commences her little world therein concealed and i god's hate flung o'er me had not enough to thrust the stubborn rocks before me and strike them into dust she in her peace i yet must undermine thou hell hast claimed this sacrifice as thine help devil through the coming pangs to push me what must be let it quickly be let fall on me her fate and also crush me one ruin whelm both her and me again it seeds again it glows thou fool go in and comfort her when such a head as thine no outlet knows it thinks the end must soon occur hail him who keeps a steadfast mind thou else dost well the devil nature wear not so insipid in the world i find as is a devil in despair scene fifteen margaret's room margaret at the spinning-wheel alone my peace is gone my heart is sore i never shall find it ah never more save i have him near the grave is here the world is gall and bitterness all my poor weak head is racked and crazed my thought is lost my sense is mazed my peace is gone my heart is sore i never shall find it ah never more to see him him only at the pain i sit to meet him him only the house i quit his lofty gait his noble size the smile of his mouth the power of his eyes and the magic flow of his talk the bliss in the clasp of his hand and ah his kiss my peace is gone my heart is sore 
I never shall find it, ah, never more. My bosom yearns for him alone, ah, dared I clasp him, and hold, and own, and kiss his mouth to heart's desire, and on his kisses at last expire. Scene 16. Martyr's Garden. Margaret. Promise me, Henry. Faust. What I can. How is't with thy religion, pray? Thou art a dear, good-hearted man, and yet I think dost not incline that way. Leave that, my child. Thou know'st my love is tender. For love, my blood and life would I surrender. And as for faith and church, I grant to each his own. That's not enough. We must believe thereon. Must we? Would that I had some influence. Then, too, thou honourest not the holy sacraments. I honour them. Desiring no possession. Tis long since thou hast been to mass or to confession. Believest thou in God? My darling, who shall dare, I believe in God, to say? Ask priest or sage the answer to declare, and it will seem a mocking play, a sarcasm on the asker. Then thou believest not? Hear me not falsely, sweetest countenance. Who dare express him, and who profess him, saying, I believe in him? Who, feeling, seeing, deny his being, saying, I believe him not? The all enfolding, the all upholding, folds and upholds he not thee, me, himself? Arches not there the sky above us? Lies not beneath us firm the earth? And rise not on us shining, friendly, the everlasting stars? Look I not eye to eye on thee? and feels not thronging to head and heart the force still weaving its eternal secret invisible visible round thy life vast as it is fill with that force thy heart and when thou in the feeling holy blessed art call it then what thou wilt call it bliss heart love god i have no name to give it feeling is all in all the name is sound and smoke, obscuring heaven's clear glow. All that is fine and good, to hear it so, much the same way the preacher spoke, only with slightly different phrases. The same thing in all places, all hearts that beat beneath the heavenly day, each in its language say, why then not I in mine as well? To hear it thus it may seem passable, and yet some hitch in there must be, for thou hast no Christianity. Dear love, I've long been grieved to see that thou art in such company. How so? The man who with thee goes, thy mate, within my deepest innermost soul I hate. In all my life there's nothing has given my heart so keen a pang of loathing as his repulsive face has done. Nay, fear him not, my sweetest one. I feel his presence like something ill. I've else for all a kindly will, but much as my heart to see thee yearneth, the secret horror of him returneth, and I think the man a knave as I live, if I do him wrong, may God forgive. There must be such queer birds, however. Live with the like of him may I never, when once inside the door comes he, he looks around so sneeringly, and half in wrath one sees that in nothing no interest he hath. Tis written on his forehead that love, to him, is a thing abhorred. I am so happy on thine arm, so free, so yielding, and so warm, 
and in his presence stifled seems my heart. Foreboding angel that thou art. It overcomes me in such degree, that wheresoever he meets us even, I feel as though I'd lost my love for thee. When he is by, I could not pray to heaven, that burns within me like a flame. And surely, Henry, tis with thee the same. There now is thine antipathy. But I must go. Ah, shall there never be a quiet hour to see us fondly plighted with breast to breast and soul to soul united? Ah, if I only slept alone, I'd draw the bolts to-night for thy desire. But my mother's sleep so light has grown, and if we were discovered by her, t'would be my death upon the spot. Thou angel, fear it not. Here is a vial. In her drink but three drops of it measure, and deepest sleep will on her senses sink. What would I not to give thee pleasure? It will not harm her when one tries it? If it would, my love, would I advise it? Ah, dearest man, if but thy face I see, I know not what compels me to thy will. So much have I already done for thee, that scarcely more is left me to fulfil. Enter Mephistopheles. Exit. Margaret. Mephistopheles. The monkey is she gone? Hast played the spy again? I have heard how fully she drew thee. The doctor has been capsized, it is plain. Great good, I hope, the thing will do thee. The girls have much desire to ascertain, if one is prim and good, as ancient rules compel. If there he is led, they think he will follow them as well. Thou monster! Wilt nor see nor own how this pure soul, of faith so lowly, so loving and ineffable, the faith alone that her salvation is, with scruples holy pines, lest she hold as lost the man she loves so well? Thou, full of sensual, super-sensual desire, a girl by the nose is leading thee. Abortion, thou, of filth and fire! And then how masterly she reads physiognomy! When I'm present, she is impressed, she knows not how. She in my mask a hidden sense would read. She feels that surely I'm a genius now, perhaps the very devil indeed. Well, well, to-night. What's that to thee? Yet my delight it will also be. Scene 17. At the Fountain. Margaret and Lisbeth with pictures. Lisbeth. Has nothing heard of Barbara? Margaret. No, not a word. I go so little out. It's true, Sibylla said today. She's played the fool at last, there's not a doubt. Such taking on of airs. How so? It stinks. She's feeding too whene'er she eats and drinks. Ah. And so, at last, it serves her rightly. She clung to the fellow so long and tightly. That was a promenading, at village and dance parading, as the first they must everywhere shine. And he treated her always to pies and wine, and she made it to do with her face so fine. So mean and shameless was her behavior. She took all the presents the fellow gave her. T'was kissing and coddling on and on. So now, at the end, the flower is gone. The poor, poor thing. Does pity her that, when one of us at spinning sat, and Mother Knights ne'er let us out the door, she sported with her paramour, on the door bench, in the passage dark, 
the length of the time they'd never mark so now her head no more shall lift but do church penance in her sinner shift he'll surely take her for his wife he'd be a fool a brisk young blade has room elsewhere to ply his trade besides he's gone that is not fair if him she gets why let her beware the boy shall dash her wreath on the floor and will scatter shaft before her door exit margaret returning home how scornfully i once reviled when some poor maiden was beguiled more speech than any tongue suffices i crave to censure others vices black as it seemed i blackened still and blacker yet was in my will and blessed myself and boasted high and now a living sin am i yet all that drove my heart thereto god was so good so dear so true scene eighteen don john in a niche of the wall a shrine with an image of the martyr dolorosa pots of flowers before it margaret putting fresh flowers in the pots incline o maiden thou sorrow-laden thy gracious countenance upon my pain the sword thy heart in with anguish smarting thou lookest up to where thy son is slain thou seest the father thy sad sighs gather and bear aloft thy sorrow and his pain ah past guessing beyond expressing the pangs that wring my flesh and bone why this anxious heart so burneth why it trembleth why it yearneth knowest thou and thou alone where'er i go what sorrow what woe what woe and sorrow within my bosom aches alone and ah unsleeping i'm weeping 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 the heart within me breaks the pots before my window alas my tears did wet as in the early morning for thee these flowers i set within my lonely chamber the morning sun shone red i sat in utter sorrow already on my bed help rescue me from death and stain o maiden thou sorrow-laden incline thy countenance upon my pain scene nineteen night street before margaret's door valentine a soldier margaret's brother when i have sat at some carouse where each to each his brag allows and many a comrade prays to me the pink of girls ride lustily with brimming glass that spilled the toast and elbows planted as in boast i sat in unconcerned repose and heard the swagger as it rose and stroking then my beard i'd say smiling the bumper in my hand each well enough in her own way but is there one in all the land like sister margaret good as gold one that to her can a candle hold cling clang here's to her went around the board he speaks the truth cried some in her the flower of the sex is found and all the swaggerers were dumb and now i could tear my hair with vexation and dash all my brains in desperation with turned-up nose each scamp may face me with sneers and stinging taunts disgrace me and like a bankrupt debtor setting a chance dropped word may set me sweating yet though i thrash them all together i cannot call them liars either but what comes sneaking there to view if i mistake not there are two if he's one let me at him drive he shall not leave this spot alive 
how from the window of the sacristy upward the eternal lamp sends forth a glimmer that lessening sidewards fainter grows and dimmer till darkness closes from the sky the shadows thus within my bosom gather i'm like a sentimental tomcat rather that round the tall fire ladder sweeps and still thee then along the copping creeps quite virtuous with all i come a little tevis and a little frolicsome i feel in every limb the presage forerunning the grain to all pauses night day after to-morrow brings its message and one keeps watch denote delight meanwhile may not the treasure risen be which there behind i glimmering see shall soon experience the pleasure to lift the cattle with its treasure i lately gave therein a squint so splendid lion dollars in it not even a jewel not a ring to deck therewith my darling girl i saw among the rest a thing that seemed to be a chain of pearl that's well indeed for painful is it to bring no gift when her i visit thou shouldst not find it so annoying would not return to be enjoying now while the sky leads forth its starry throng thou wilt hear a masterpiece no work completer i will sing her first a moral song the sure afterwards to cheat her sings to the sither what dost thou hear in daybreak clear katrina dear before thy lover's door beware the blame let's in a maid that out a maid departed nevermore the quaxing shun of such an one when once it is done good night to thee poor thing love's time is brief unto no thief be warm and leave but with the wedding ring valentine comes forward whom wilt thou lure god's element rat-catching piper thou perdition to the devil first the instrument to the devil then the cursed musician the cedar is smashed for nothing more it is fading there's yet a skull i must be splitting to faust sir doctor don't retreat i pray stand by i'll lead if you will but tarry out with your speed without delay you have but to lunge and i'll parry then parry that why not it is light that too of course i think the devil must fight how is it then my hands are already lame to faust trust home jails oh god now is the lover tame but come away it is time for us to fly for there arises now a murderous cry with the police it were easy to compound it but here the penal code will sift and sound it exit with faust martha at the window come out come out margaret at the window quick bring a light martha as above they swear and storm they yell and fight here lies one dead already see martha coming from the house the murderers whither have they run margaret coming out who lies here 
"'Tis thy mother's son. Almighty God, what misery! I'm dying. That is quickly said. And quicker yet tis done. Why howl, you woman, there? Instead, come here and listen, every one. All gather round him. My Margaret, see, still young thou art, but not the least bit shrewd or smart, thy business thus too slight. So this advice I bid thee heed, now that thou art a whore indeed. Why be one then, outright? My brother, God, such words to me. In this game let our Lord God be. What's done's already done, alas. What follows it must come to pass, with one begin'st thou secretly, then soon will others come to thee, and when a dozen thee have known, thou art also freed wall the town. When shame is born and first appears, she is in secret brought to light, and then they draw the veil of night over her head and ears. Her life, in fact, they're loath to spare her, but let her growth and strength display, she walks abroad unveiled by day, yet is not grown a whit the fairer. The uglier she is to sight, the more she seeks the day's broad light. The time I verily can discern when all the honest folk will turn from thee, thou jade, and seek protection as from a corpse that breeds infection. Thy guilty heart shall then dismay thee when they but look thee in the face. Shalt not in a golden chain array thee, nor at the altar take thy place. Shalt not, in lace and ribbons flowing, make merry when the dance is going. But in some corner will betide thee, among the beggars and cripples hide thee. And so, though even God forgive, on earth a damned existence live. Commend your soul to God for pardon, that's you your heart with slander harden. Thou pimp most infamous, be still. Could I thy withered body kill, t'would bring for all my sinful pleasure forgiveness in the richest measure. My brother, this is hell's own pain. I tell thee, from thy tears refrain. When thou from honour didst depart, it stabbed me to the very heart. Now, through the slumber of the grave, I go to God as a soldier brave. Dies. End of scene 19. End of section.